Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 228, a coaching session on why this message hasn't gone beyond the intellect. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. Today's episode is another coaching conversation that I'm sharing here with you. And I think this conversation is going to resonate with so many of you on a, a lot of different levels. So first, this sort of issue at hand, um, Ewan volunteered to, to have this conversation with me for the podcast, saying that, you know, like many of us, like me too, he's been a seeker and kind of looked into many, many things, practiced many, many things, studied many, many things. He um, he knows it. He gets it. He could teach it. <laughs> you know, this is, this is how I know so many of us are. And yet it just felt to him like it just wasn't being kind of lived or felt, I guess, the way that maybe it could or should be. And again, just super relatable topic. Um, he had this fear he shared that, and, and we'll talk about this a little in the episode that, you know, in a sense, like life is passing me by, he says, you know, it just feels like maybe I'm, I'm behind some wall or the, my words, not his, or, you know, that I'm just kind of living in thought. And I, and I know there's a deeper, a deeper something available. And he also shared his tendency, and we talk about it in the conversation, to sometimes, more so in the past, I think, uh, sort of, I don't know the right way to say it, but have these sort of emotional things, like he would drive cars very fast and do a lot of adrenaline-seeking things, I guess, including using alcohol. Um, but but almost, almost like just that sense of like just things to do to feel alive. And, and so much about, again, how everything he shares and everything we explore, I think is just part of the human life. It's like we, we start to just feel very in our heads behind a wall, detached from life at times, detached from feeling. And when that's the case, we not only suffer a little bit, life is so good and so alive and so strong and wants our attention so much that it'll find a way to get through, including climbing mountains and driving cars way too fast and, and you know, doing some of these more adrenaline, energy, high energy, you know, emotional sort of things. There's such a perfection in that when we can back up and see it and see sort of what's happening. And then of course, when it's us and we're in it, we don't see that. We see the downsides to these, you know, maybe dangerous things we're doing and we just see that we feel sort of stuck. So I really love how this conversation unfolded. I had no idea where to go with it. I never do. <laughs> I had no idea what was coming up. But the the thing that I think Ewan saw himself, he really kind of saw this for himself, was this this holding back from feeling. And this has been something that I've just been beating the drum of like crazy. I apologize. Here on the podcast in the Little School of Big Change recently, all over the place. Um, episode 224, I think it was, was all about this. Of like just feeling this, just just leaning in 
to this, what's here right now. So in this conversation, you can hear his mind jump up into concepts all over the place. Well, I get this, I understand this about non-duality and this person says that and I get this about the principles and, and, and of course, right? And so why am I not feeling it? But if you listen to this conversation and you kind of hold it really loosely and you just kind of notice, okay, when is he in his head versus out of his head a little bit, you'll notice how his head keeps pulling him back up there. It will pull him into a question. We'll start to we'll start to settle into like a something a little deeper. I think of it as like the ice starting to melt a little bit, and then his head yanks him back up and says, "Yeah, but what about this?" And I know about that concept, and you know, and and again, this is not just you, and like this is all of us. I feel this happening in my own head. I see it happening in heads all the time. Just as we start to melt and be in this a little bit more that mind just yanks us out of this and pulls us into some other question that we have to have answered or some stone we haven't unturned. And it's all just a distraction. It's all just a mind wanting to keep us engaged. And and it is the only thing in the way holding, holding him back from what he really wants. Nothing is really in the way. But the deeper feelings are there beyond that constant mind pulling us into some conceptual conversation about something that that isn't going to get us anywhere ever. So as we talk in this conversation, there there are a couple of really beautiful moments where his head stops that for a minute and he really just is in the moment and feeling it and you'll hear it and, it and that's exactly what we're talking about. And then of course the head comes back in, that's okay. But listen for that. I think again, everything that happens in this hour or so is so 100% human. This is the human experience. It is so impersonal. It is just how it goes. It's how it goes for me. It's how it goes for everyone. And when we can just sort of have a sense of that and, and let things melt and know that our, we are not going to get closer to what we're looking for by answering another question, by watching another video. It's all of the videos, all of the questions, all of the conversation, all of the episodes of this podcast, if they're doing anything helpful, they're helping us settle into this right here, right now, as it is, and feeling it more and more deeply. So again, I'm super grateful for you and for having this conversation with me. Um, and I really hope that you all enjoy it and get a lot from it. Hi, you, and Thank you so much for coming on Changeable to have this conversation with me. My pleasure. Been looking forward to it. Yeah. So um, to say a little bit about, I know you told me a little bit about just how you've been around these conversations for a long time in a lot of different ways, and it still feels a little intellectual. Maybe that's a good place to 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 start here. But yeah, say say a little bit in your words, like in terms of what what feels like uh, you could use some support around. Okay. So. Um, and I'm not going to go all the way back, but you know, I, I got interested in seeing the world differently. I guess maybe 20 years ago when I first became a manager, and I was I was sort of overwhelmed at this idea of being supposedly responsible for other people, and started reading John Kabat-Zinn's books and and got into the whole Eastern way of looking at the world. And mentioned to you earlier, I've read just about every book written about Buddhism or Zen, all of Sydney Banks's books. Um, also coming at this from the angle that I've been very involved in the web and how the web, and you know, I've met you know, 
met all the guys who invented it. I met the inventors of the web, the internet, the hashtag, and also the people I know. So I've always been really interested in this thing about consciousness mm-hmm. and how you know people talk about AI replicating consciousness, but we don't really know what consciousness is. You know, so um, so that was partly what drew me in. Um, so this is a combination of uh, a personal feeling that there's another way of looking at the world and an excitement about a collective mind and a possibility for us all to connect better and, and make the world a better place with what sort of got me into it, if you like. So, um, but at the same time, I still get bent out of shape by things that I shouldn't. And, and it sort of dawned on me the other day, you know, I've got quite an addictive personality. I used to drink way, way too much. Uh, until I stopped altogether about 15 years ago. I can plow my way through piles of cakes. Um, it's as if, and so it's sort of done me that in a way what I'm addicted to is my ego. It's this little me that's desperate to be right. So even though I was saying to him, having to deal with a very elderly dad, and all the way through trying to deal with his increasing confusion and dementia, I'm trying to be a good boy. I'm trying to do it right. I'm trying not to get told off because he was very stern and very good at telling me off. Yeah. So, as I said, I've got all this intellectual stuff, as you can see, if you don't, if you don't stop me, I'll just keep talking about it. <laughs> so it feels like it It should. Uh, it should be coming to life for you in a different way. Or I'm curious about that bit. Um, like, what what is what does it look like this should have done for you by now? Or like, what are the things that you're like, yeah, given all that I've read and studied, like, why is this happening? That that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, this is why I've enjoyed your own stuff so much, that it's not some expectation of a kundalini experience or, or, or you know, some sort of enlightenment thing that's going to make me millions by writing about it. You know, it's none of that. I think the, the insight you eventually own it's literally mundane it's every day it's just that it's just that understanding at a kind of visceral level that that, that you're just one of you're just part of this you know mm. um and i can so i love the outdoors i love mountains i like being in mountains i like being in the weather um i like the sun i like riding beaches getting brown so if i'm doing any of those things i can feel really at peace and at one with life, part of life. But like I say, as soon as anything triggers me, it just all goes to shit. Yeah. yeah. And what if that's just how it is? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bad news. But no, but, you know, like like even as you say it like that, I get it. I know what you're saying. And I'm glad you I, you clearly don't have some expectation of like have, being some enlightened guru, which is great. Um, but even that, yeah, like, like even, you know, you're, you're feeling one, you're not there. You're kind of just here in life in the moment. And then something hits and this energy rises and this clenching and this, you like have to be a good boy or do it this way or should have been that way. And I don't know. What if that is just part of being a human being? Yeah, I know. And, and, uh, yeah. And and again, I've, understood that um i can sometimes feel so if i'm having a, a row with my wife she'll accuse me sometimes of being passive aggressive and i'm thinking no i'm just desperately trying not to get triggered mm-hmm. by this 
so again, I'm sort of aware of the issue of spiritual bypassing of of having some aspiration to be more relaxed about life. Yeah, and then making that a goal that the the the, the ego is trying to achieve, which feels artificial and. And that, and again, I sort of really understood what you were saying in some of your stuff about that issue. That even the good, you know, we're still at this. We're brought up to expect things to be better and just to try and make things better. And just accepting things as they are sort of feels like copping out and giving up. Um, and you still get that nagging doubt. That does it just mean that I'll just lie on a sofa eating cakes all day and not bother? Yeah, which is quite be true still. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? How that's sort of the fear in the background. Like if I don't fight and get a little upset and want better for myself, I'm just going to lie around and do this yet. And I don't know if this is your experience. It's for sure my experience. Yet when I have all that pressure on myself um, to not feel this stuff and be a certain way, what happens is I still end up laying around just eating the cakes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in some massive binge because it's been pushed down for so long and yeah. resisted, you know, so it's going to, it's going to happen. And this is the way it looks to be anyway, is it's going to happen either way. It's like we can either ease into it and see, Hey, if this is what I want, this is what I want in the moment, or we can push it away with all our might. And then it's just going to pop up in some really inconvenient time later. Yeah. So true. And, and so I've sort of semi-retired. I mean, I, I was working as a speaker and a consultant and, I've allowed that to pass. Um, also spent two years driving big lorries and got my license to do that. But so I'm sort of sort of sitting around a lot of the time at the moment. And my girls, two daughters, have both clocked the fact. They'll they'll sort of tell tell their friends that dad's working out how to save the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> at one sense I do think that that is the way the world changes, that, that that you know, if we are making all this up and it's all in our heads, the only control we have is over our own reactions to the world. And that if I can push if I if I can achieve something, if I can push through something, if I can learn something, then that will change the way I am, and it will certainly change my world, and it might change the world. And I'm increasingly convinced that that's the only way the world will change, and that it sort of feels, you know, heroic overstating it, but it feels important. It feels important. Yeah. So not. It doesn't. So to feel that it doesn't matter is wrong as well. So, so what is it though that you need to push through or like make different for yourself so that the world can change? My continued inability to stop myself getting sucked back into the story, my story or or the collective story. To make the dream real, to f- to think the dream is real, you know. Yeah. And how do you? Well, I want to ask <laughs> how you do that, but I think if you had an answer, then oh, we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it looks like, and you tell me, like it 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 looks like it's on you in some way. Like you know a bigger truth. Even not just intellectually, you felt it. You know, there's something else besides this little story of you and how it's going and all of that stuff. And it kind of there's a little bit of pressure, would you say, to to 
live into what you know is true and mm-hmm. to not be sucked into this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, at the moment, I mean, I managed to finish A Course in Miracles um, and I read a lesson every day. That's no enough. small feat. <laughs> no, no. And, 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 you know, given my ranting and railing against organized religion, which persists, um, I had to wade through a lot of that, still wade through a lot of that language and, and, and stuff. But it's so consistently on the button in terms of this and, and the issues and, and clear about the... the, the it's, a, it's the no, you know, I can't try not to be the way I am. Or I can't try not to get sucked into the story because that just sets up another... Right. You know, what you resist persists. And the noticing is it. Yeah. You know, just, and that's what meditation is. It's just a practice of that ability to notice. Yeah. Um, and I get weird. Well, no, I, was, no, I nearly said weird, and that's going to make it sound more exciting than it is. Uh, um, but you do get flat, or I get flashes occasionally, just thinking, well, you know. Um, you know, some, some of the sort of non-duality folks like Tony Parsons and others are, are, are really interesting because they just flip. They talk about, you know, bursting through some sort of bubble and they suddenly get it. And I can feel sort of moments of getting, feel like getting close to that kind of, feeling but then I, then I sort of plunge back into being worried that they're so detached I mean it's all blokes and they're all detached from the world and, and I don't really want to be like that when they grow up you know I still I sometimes feel no I like <laughs> I like the story I like the drama the intrigue I'd yeah. miss it if I didn't have it you know yeah yeah so I like what you're saying about like what you resist persists and there's that thing in there yes of like somehow not being in this story, which I don't know how any of us can really do that. Although our mind will tell us we can, you know, and I know that I know that <laughs> feeling as well of like watching the Tony Parsons of the world. And, and I've heard many people like that talk about like, yeah, sometimes they almost talk about, well, I don't know, Tony probably wouldn't say this, but I've heard people talk about it. Like you kind of have to be so just done with this personality with this fakeness you know like that's going to somehow do something for you push you through the other side there's little just conflicting messages and not that it's even their messages I think our mind just hears things in such a conflicting way sometimes and so it sets up that sort of battle but I guess what's interesting and you alluded to this or you said something around this a few minutes ago it's like what if what if all we can do and see and experience is what we're doing, seeing and experiencing? Like, mm-hmm. like this is it in this moment. Our mind can say, oh no, there's this other oneness realm. And, but, that's, but that's a story. It's a concept when it's a concept. Mm-hmm. This right now is all we can ever experience. There is no other option. Everything else is a story about what we could be experiencing. So yeah. there's something about that and just fully being in this, whatever this happens to be, whether that's the oneness or the the duality or whatever, that feels like it is life. Feels mm-hmm. like that's like that's how we're like in life rather than feeling like we're in our heads missing it or in our heads thinking about life. Fully yep. embracing whatever this is. And even marveling in you know, sometimes like, wow, look at how separate I feel. 
Look at how insecure I feel. Look at how I can get around a parent and feel like I'm five again. Isn't that amazing? And it is amazing. <laughs> it really is. It's crazy. I'm asking where I am. I mean, I, I, so I forgot the guy's name, just about to buy his book, about how you know when you've got further than you think you have in, 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 in this sort of stuff. And I think that's possibly true for me that I'm probably closer to what who's closer to what you know, there's no me who's closer to you know yeah uh, but for, i mean for me I, I i i get this when i'm on the top of a mountain in in, in bad weather and, it, and it's kind of extreme and scary and i can't afford to be stuck in my head you know that, that feels very real riding my fast motorbikes used to feel very real when i was i was totally focused on on not killing myself or other road drivers um and that's in a sense what I miss because I've got very few outlets for that. Mm. Like I say, lying on a beach, getting brown gets pretty close, but it's not the same. It's not got the same intensity. So I, I just sort of skipped over something there. That I'm increasingly convinced, aware that the sense of a me is the problem's the wrong way of putting it but and as you sort of said just now that your mind the you is the one that's sort of trying to get to the place that you're trying to get to and, and it's getting in the way of getting there yeah. um, and it's something that and again thanks to your help I've been able to help my anxious daughters with about that feeling that that you that's screaming at you that's the chattering monkey that makes all of this feel so important is is a is itself a made up thought? It's just a thought. It's just a story. Um, so it's almost like I want to be selective. I want to believe the stories about it being real and being on a mountain and being intense and alive. But that's a thought too. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, I suppose everything is. But I mean, I think. There's the picking and choosing that feels like it gets in our way. Like it's, mm-hmm. and, and it makes mm-hmm. sense that we have certain experiences that just, that our mind labels alive or that are, you know, that we just really love and certain experiences that we really don't love. And mm-hmm. if, if we back up a step, even that is amazing. If, if yeah. you know, I don't know that I believe this, but it's like if we made some contract before we came here on earth for like what this was going to be, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't just oneness because that's what we came from. Like, why would we leave oneness to come into yeah. just oneness? Yeah. We're here for variety. We're here for, again, just my personal thinking, but like we're here for all of this experience. And even those little glimmers that you have on the top of a mountain, like that, that would be nothing if you didn't also just lay on a beach sometimes. And if you didn't also just lay on your couch sometimes and feel bad about yourself. And so, I mean, I know that's not, this is nothing new to you, but I guess the part that I is curious as we speak is like, how is it that some of it's better than others? Or how could it be if it's, if it's all a miracle, like if, Mm -hmm. if the worst moments are the most (laughs) fascinating, because I know that too. I know that getting triggered by a parent too and thinking, what the hell? I teach this. I share. I coach people through this and I am yeah, five no years old in this moment and it sucks. But what yeah. if it doesn't suck? What if it's just like, oh man, look at this piece of it. 
come alive. Or even, yeah. or even, sorry, even when <laughs> it sucks, even that is like, man, this sucks. And look at me fight to get out of it. And that isn't even a yeah. problem, you know, like we fight to get out of things. We resist. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and also I come back to asking you about what, what, where you think you've got with all that stuff. But um, <clears throat> so I've always felt that we marry someone who's going to teach us the lessons that we should, that we need to learn. Yeah. And I've watched relatives and friends just remarry and make exactly the same mistakes and, and go through multiple marriages, never realizing that actually it's their head that's causing the problems. And so I often think of myself as very fortunate that Penny's probably going to teach me the biggest lessons I've ever had to learn. Um, but I don't remember that at the time. That's, that's, that's the trouble. I mean, it's quite a sustaining thought because it means that, as you say, even their quotes, the bad bits, are sometimes the best bits. I mean, even that, I mean, I've had a, had a big operation very odd years ago that I look back on as being a good thing because it taught me an awful lot about me and about life. And um, the scariest moments when I was driving lorries in and out of central London were awful at the time, but taught me so much about me. And I think, again, we've got this false societal myth that you can somehow eradicate that or you should even want to eradicate that. You're right, I mean, because it's all life. And the more you sort of get choosy about which bits of life you're going to take seriously and which not, uh, the more you miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, I suspect that if we found out today that we had two weeks to live, we would love a good heartbreak before we go yeah. <laughs> or a good yeah. frustration or a good, you know, like yeah. it just, but you're right. It's like we pop out into this idea of things. That is also just conditioned thinking of like, oh no, yeah. this is good and that's bad, or this is fully alive and that's living in your head, or whatever yeah. that stuff is. And yeah. yes, and that's the challenge that I sort of raised in the original contact that that I don't, I you know, Amazon has made a lot of money out of me because um, I just keep buying books, thinking that this this next book will be the one. And I normally think that about three quarters of the way through and then stop <laughs> thinking yeah. that. Yeah. your own book. <laughs> um, but that sense of just kind of building up more and more stories about this, yeah. which then gets in the way of, you know, I mean, that's almost like, a, like, a, like your, your ego, your brain doing some kind of diversionary tactic just to keep you away from realizing that it's made up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so you see that you see that <laughs> yeah. you see so that seeking yeah. tendency of the mind, right? I mean, that's all it is. And I love like we've been talking lately in my community. I'm sure I've written about this and stuff, but and I think I have a podcast about it that like the mind as just activity, and the activity is just to seek for things that it can never it will never reach. Yeah, you know, it's just that bad. It's like I just picture the waves crashing, the tide coming up, and going back out. It's like that mind is just constantly seeking and to yeah. and never finding ever, or, or else it like that's yeah, just, that's just, the like, equation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, where are you in all this? I mean, in the sense that I. You sort of, in, in, in some of your podcasts and things, allude 
to you come across as somebody who's got somewhere I haven't yet. <laughs> um, but equally, you're also very honest about what that is and how far. See, again, all the words are wrong, aren't they? How far you've got, got yeah. to where, and who's got where, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know, but I feel like what's been most helpful for me is kind of the bit about this, this, whatever this is, is what it is, is what, like, what we're looking for. That for me has done, like, I don't know, that might not make sense to people listening, but it's like the frustration, the the feeling triggered, the joy, the top of the mountain feelings, like all of that is just the only thing that can be because it is what's arising and it is all spiritual. It is all oneness. Even the the worst, most painful experience of rejection and separation is oneness being expressed as rejection and separation. And that's been helpful for me mostly in the the not wanting to be Tony Parsons bit because I've gone yeah. through, I think everybody's gone through that, right? And, the, and then our mind just, oh man, it just is like, it's just this conversation. It's like, well, where are you? And they're here. And that is so hard to think our way out of because yeah, yeah you see people and you're like, there's no question. Like you can't tell me that, they aren't having a different experience of life and a better one than I'm having. I mean, that looks like the <laughs> clearest thing in the world. Yeah. And yet, and yet the feeling of that, the neediness in that, the disappointment in that, that feeling is showing us this, that can't be true. That feeling is showing us, okay, that is a, this is right now in this moment, a mind attached to a story that things should be different than they are. Like it cannot be true just based on how that feels. So, yeah. yeah. and that just reminded me of the, I always like the phrase from Neil Donald Walsh, that we're all part of God Godding. And yeah, have so much baggage. You know, my mum was a, an elder in the Church of Scotland, so I've got a lot of baggage around the word. Um, but whatever we choose to interpret it as, you know, the consciousness or intelligence or oneness yeah. or whatever. Um, and that feeling that Sydney Banks talks about, that underneath the the constant thinking and, and, and behind that or the, the emptiness that the Buddhists will talk about that's that's there all the time. Yeah. And and it's interesting, like you what you were saying about not really buying the whole thing about coming back to learn lessons or, or you get get into really murky waters around reincarnation and um I've always been suspicious of an attempt to escape life into some other idealized place because that's not a good way either. Mm-hmm. Um, but you then get into some interesting, and I do with my daughter in conversations around morality and right and wrong and the fact that I'm aware that my mind, my brain is judging all the time, good, bad, right, wrong. And we're brought up to feel that you should do something about wrong or bad. And I keep saying to them, well, if we're going to follow this kind of thinking that we that I'm on, then you have to allow that Hitler's just as much part of God as I am. <laughs> and then the, all the disasters that happen around the world are just as much part of God. And always epitomized for me is a tor- story of a friend of mine who's, who lives in Wales, and his young daughter was sitting on a window ledge watching what felt like a, a distant lightning storm. And all of a sudden, a bolt of lightning hit her. 
And like I went through one shoulder, came out the other side on her leg. Obviously didn't kill her. But he wrote on Facebook that he was so glad, glad that God was looking out for her. So I'm afraid I wrote and said, I'd be more worried about why he hit her with a lightning bolt in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that it's a leap because of the way we've been brought up to thinking that it is all just this and it is all yeah. okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think we can... <laughs> The stories that that we that our mind is so creative of telling that bring us comfort. I mean, and then yeah, and then we see. Oh my gosh, I've been believing these stories. Whatever it is, the the, <laughs> the God, the pray to God, and He will give you what you want. Kind of story. And we t- I talk about this with my kids all the time too. Like, what about the other team? Like, <laughs> you're praying for your football team to win. God must love that team better, right? Like, it just we just start to. Wake up to some of this stuff. But, and yes, there's so much of that. And I think we can get so caught up and like just, yeah, it just feels really messy. But here's like, here's what I'm curious about for you, Ewan. Like this, this big abstractness and like these really big, it's amazing. Like you're fascinated by this and interested in it. But sometimes we can, and I think you just said something that made me think of this. Like sometimes we can, that's just a distraction in a sense. Mm. And mm. it can be, a, you know, a really big one. And we're up in these big questions that feel like they have to get answered and they're the most important questions. Mm. And then yet there's a feeling right here that just wants to be felt. But that's getting mm. pushed away because that one's not good enough. So it's like in that every, mm. if everything's God, right? So a lot of times I think when we're feeling like you're saying, like this is intellectual and it's all big, a, a really good place to look is like right under our noses. Like what, <laughs> what's, how's your life today? Like what's the feeling yeah. in your body right this minute? Like kind of zooming way in instead of staying zoomed out. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so wrong with that? <laughs> You're trying to run away from it. You know, that's the other. Yeah. And it is possibly the Presbyterian Scottish work ethic thing that you, you're not meant to just complacently. You know, the word acceptance is so, such, there are, my head's gone off into more intellectualizing, but, um, but I think that's what makes just being so hard. I mean, and, and, and why I find meditating so hard. I mean, I've tried for 20, well, yeah, just observing thoughts is really, really hard yeah why what's what's what makes it hard that you're meant to be doing something bigger or yeah or or, or just that <laughs> if it stops for a nanosecond i then start congratulating myself for yeah. having managed that nanosecond and then i'm often thinking about how clever i am to have <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean I, I often wonder whether i should try going on some kind of long-term retreat but i, I, I i've sort of I don't know, I'm skeptical about all of it. I think there's a lot of rules that, make, that are made up, especially in the sort of Buddhist religion, about having gurus and having masters and having to follow someone else and, and all these rules about how you're meant to sit and all that sort of stuff. And I'm more and more aware that that's that. Me. So I remember somebody saying that any book is not, it's really just you talking to yourself. And, and, and you pick the books because you want to know what you trying to learn from yourself and you agree with the bits that are you. Yeah. Really. 
And I know that my head is just making up all these stories, but well, if I just did a retreat, or if I just lived in Tibet, or if I just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't know Buddhism, but don't they also like chop wood and carry water and do very oh. basic, simple things, right? Totally. So just notice yeah, yeah, how yeah. your mind is wanting to go to a retreat. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. hey, what if I just sit in this room and just feel what's in my body for a minute? What if that's I just feel the emotion? I know that's the hard part, but that's what that's what your mind is wanting to escape from. And that's yeah. why it stays up in this intellectual understanding, because that gives it a problem to chew on that it'll never solve ever. But it but it serves as a really convenient distraction from just life right here now. And that is the consistent, that's the perennial philosophy. That's the bit that's so screaming at you from all the different religions. And, and you know, each of them have had somebody who've had this insight and then it's all been turned into power and all this stuff. But you know, when you read Dogen, I mean, I like Brad Warner's stuff with his YouTube videos. And that's all about what you've just said about, about allowing your mind to still and just to, so I can't even, this is, I'm saying it, that's the hard bit because you immediately start to try and make it still. Yeah, but how about not even allowing your mind to still? Be here in the noise. It doesn't need to still. That's another goal that we don't need. If if our mind was meant to be still, I don't think it would talk so damn much. <laughs> like, like we're, there's no problem here, right? So like maybe yeah. it's just this that we're meant. So see how like even, even in that, it's like a goal sneaks in. Not this, yeah. but if I can get to still, then I'm okay. And I love the way you describe it as just a mind doing what a mind does. It's, it's again, very really helpful that <sighs> I just wish it would stop doing it. <laughs> the, the, the remedy for that, I just wish it would stop doing it, is I just want it to do. I'm going to just sit here and be curious about what's going on and welcome it in. And And this is the biggest joke is like we're, our mind is trying to protect us from from this, from life, from feeling, from emotion, whatever. And none of that stuff is the least bit painful when we actually are with it. But even, but you know, we can be with it. And I'm not saying this just to you. I mean, this is obviously all of us. It's like we can be with it sort of in mind of like, okay, I'm with it so I can get to the other side of it, or I'm with it because this is the thing to do, or whatever. And it's like like that, you know, that that kind of keeps the friction there. It keeps the separation. So it's like, what if you just have to, just, like the the absolute best thing you can do is just be with whatever is. Yeah. And just, just, just with curiosity about it, just with interest, like come in, let me see. Like people do this with physical pain. Like say you just had a really bad migraine and you just feel, feel into this migraine. What's it doing? Is it pulsing? Is it waving? Is it hot? Is it cold? Come on in. Let me feel you. Where do you start? Where do you end? Like that takes us into experience rather than jumping out and thinking about it. And that's what we're all craving. And I think that's what you even said in your message. Like you don't want to become an old man that's just thinking about life. Well, this is how we, we go right into it. And it's interesting because in that last sort of like 30 seconds or so, I felt quite emotional, sort of almost like teary. Um, like when I said I just wanted it to stop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to feel that again. Um, and I also had a weird sensation that I'm... This is me talking to myself. 
Yeah. Because it's, it's this funny thing, you know, you're some 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 electronic, forgive me, some pixels <laughs> on my on my iPhone. Yeah. And that triggering of emotion is weird because I'm sitting in my house in Buckinghamshire and you're thousands of miles away and, and I just got again that f- glimpse of it's all just us talk it, it's it's it is just one consciousness talking to itself and, and you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So much, so much closer. Everything, I mean, uh, I don't even want to say everything we are looking for or think we want, but I think, I think this is what we're going to see when we die is like, it's just this giant joke of how it was in just the minuscule. It was just in the feeling, in just exploring everything that arises as if we're, this is all Disneyland rather than our mind making up yeah. some Disneyland that we need to work hard to get to. Like, this is it. Yeah. So I wonder, I don't want, because I know you've heard this message before too, I'm sure that like this is it. And I don't want it to just stay an intellectual thing or like a conceptual thing. No, but I, but I, I was just going to take it, sorry, but the reason I paused there, because love is another word that's really an issue. Because, um, you know, when we say God is love, what, what does that mean? And, and, and our sense of, I forget. <laughs> but it just triggered something in me. That's why I felt slightly teary. Because I think for me, partly, I've protected myself against all sorts of forms of intimacy with intellectualization. Yeah. And even with my parents. You know, I blamed them for all sorts of stuff. And they, you know, there was issues, where they, were, they were hard work too. It wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's pushing away. So, so in a way, I, I just I've almost let something in there that I that, I, that I thought, wow, yeah, you know. And I think a lot of us are pushing that away all the time. We're frightened of ourselves. We're frightened of love. We're frightened of life. We're frightened of the yeah. power of that engagement, if you like. So we'll fill our heads with shit rather than yes, be with that. I think that's so right. It's like you have. I have that too. That sense of the walls come up and for many of us it's just this intellectual thing that is the wall and it's like what's the fear there yeah what we're frightened yeah what's the block about it's the thing we and then the the irony you know is like we think we want this experience of oneness yet it's right under our nose it's all as well we we, we run away from it we're scared yes yeah because and that's it isn't it We, we we the ego me is scared of that because it just that's what's fighting that's what's trying to hold on to some kind of control yeah in the face of allowing all of those barriers just to fall away and that feels that felt a minute ago <laughs> intimidating you know yeah well exciting and intimidating at the same time it's, it's about suddenly getting close to life 
and that's what you feel a little bit more at the top of the mountain. There's there's certain times and certain places when it yeah. when it gets let in a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And it's the cr- the prospect of living like that. I see where Ted McKenna's good about this as well, but that panic at the thought of letting life in and 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 doing anything but. Yeah. yeah. So. And then there's another feeling that I increasingly have because I'm. I'm 62, and I, and I sort of, um, you know, Dad's 92, so I foolishly think, oh, I've got another 30 years to go. But that ain't true. I've got no guarantees I'm going to get 30 years. So part of me sometimes thinks I'm running out of time to get this. That's a kind of increasing feeling. That yeah. um, I wish I'd started all this exploration earlier because I might have gone further. <laughs> it doesn't make any wow. sense at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you might have just been seeking for a lot longer and feeling like well, you're held held away from something a lot longer. I mean, that's bit. the thing is, it's just not a time issue. No, you just felt it a minute ago. You you know, like it, there's no more no more study that's needed. In fact, the study is probably going to take you further away. I would I would stop the study. <laughs> stop no, the study I, and like no. this is the classroom. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so even, and even, so I try, <laughs> I try, you know, I keep trying not to have that endorphin rush when I click buy on, on Amazon. Um, and I try keeping my devices away from me so that I just have to sit. And then that feels, it's almost like a physical, I almost feel like I'm twisting it. No, no, I've got to go and pick my phone up, yeah. you know? Yeah. And not to do social media, I mean, I've, despite being a proactive, advocate for the potentials of social media. And I still think there's a lot that we're learning and can be very productive about all of that stuff. But I'm very good at just cutting it. I don't visit much of it anymore. So I, I, I you know, so I say that's, I'm suffering. I suffer a bit from a center sinner. So when I drank, I really drank. You know, and, and Penny used to say, how come other people kind of drinks in their drinks cabinets? Because if it was there, I would just finish it. Um, and it's the same with a pile of cakes and whatever. So it's the same with books. Um, so I'm just trying to feed some monster, and when I stop trying to feed it, it starts physically kicking up, and just, I feel like I'm yeah. wrestling myself to the ground to stop myself going and buying another book. You know, what do you make of that? Like, like, what do you think is the is is that monster, or what would happen if you don't feed it? So I just immediately went into intellectualizing that answer. Cause I, and I'm not a great one for visual or metaphors. Or, and this is why they have monsters outside temples. It's Everybody knows that that's the monsters that you're dealing with and grappling with in your own personality. Mm-hmm. Well, the hope is that it would just give up and go away. You know, and... and it's funny with the thing about dad and, and dealing with some of the issues I'm dealing with at the moment that sounds ridiculous, but I'm sort of almost hoping they push me into a situation of collapse and rebuild. Yeah. That things get bad enough that I just give up. And, I, and it's that wrestling and tussling with films physically with myself that I want to stop. And if what it takes is a complete collapse, 
sounds silly to say I want that, but it sort of feels like I do. I think it makes perfect sense because there's so much going toward consciously or unconsciously, so much energy and effort going toward fighting off what feels like a monster or just keeping quiet what feels like a monster. So at some point you're like, screw it, just come kill me, monster. That would be easier. Except the monster doesn't kill us because it's not really a monster. Like that's the cosmic joke, right? As we feel this stuff and it's, I mean, I'll just suppose and you'd see this for yourself, but I think that is the aliveness, that that is the oneness, that is the love. Like what we're calling a monster here is the feeling of being fully alive that we're all looking for. That's and it's also the thing that's being pushed away and distracted from. And, and, and I mean, I, I just re- re- having a recurring dream that's so real that I slightly worry that I've actually done something that I've suppressed, but it's that I've killed someone or I'm trying to hide the body. Yeah. And it's recurred several, well, again, who knows? It feels like it's recurred several times. Yeah. And it feels very real because I suddenly think, God, I did this. And I, my brain has protected me from this by hiding this for 20, 30 years, whatever. It, it is the panic that I wake up with. God, have I, we, you know, and you see the dramas about this, it's subconscious, it, it, the, the hiding something so awful. But that's, to me, interesting as well because what is that bit of me yeah. that was so I've killed it and, and now feel guilty about having killed it, you know? Yeah. And that's and, uh, what, what, what's really wanting good. to come up. Like it, yeah, because that is life. I mean, that's that that thing that I'm fighting and trying to keep back isn't the monster; it's it's life. Yeah, and it just keeps knocking at the door because it's life. Because it's not going to just go away (laughs) like that, you know. And uh, yeah. I just wonder how you can, I don't want to give you like stuff to do, but like, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I know you'll do it. You know, like how, how you can be with this in a different way in life. Like if, if, and if it has, if your mind has to make it into a goal and a, that's fine, but, but there's something about like just the, that, mindset shift of like everything that is wanting to arise is wanting to arise to be seen and felt by you for you from life it's not in a book it's in that twisting and turning when you close the book so valuable and this is i mean this is like the human predicament right we just go through life trying to push this stuff down and then it keeps wanting to be seen and and I don't know, yeah, just any way that you can play with that and it can be in relationships, it can be when you close the book. I mean, we get so many opportunities to just kind of stay right here in what's arising and and notice your mind. Your mind is for sure going to want to compare it to something, talk about how somebody else talked about it, find some, read something to Google and that's okay. And that's awesome too. I mean, that's another thing to marvel at. Wow. Look at this activity yeah. constantly trying to yeah. take me out of life. Yeah, that, that was, thank you. I mean, that, just that whole thing about if it's all, if it's all life, if it's all my brain, if it's all, 
made up. I should, I should, you know, it would be really useful to be really interested yeah. in those most potent stories that my brain's making up and less inclined to fill the time with those sort of vapid ones. Yeah, um, yeah because, because it's, again, it feels like a risk. It feels like unleashing something. And I, and I, I have, I have, I've had to work hard on a really bad temper. Yeah. And I've, but, but again, it's an opportunity. I have learned so much about me, about men, about physical aggression, about drink in that context, about fighting, all the stuff I put in a way. That's what I was alluding to in that. I've got that Scottish drunken macho thing. Yeah. Possibly in my genes, certainly in my culture. And learning to deal with that and get better is a lot of what's happened over the last 20 years. Um, but still work in progress. Do you see the connection between the way that this stuff comes out in kind of dramatic spurts? Whether it's the motorcycle and the right, okay. yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's so understandable. I mean, that's what's so understandable and heartbreaking sometimes to see for so many people. It's like the sweetest people on earth. Of course, you're like shit. I don't want to be this angry asshole. I don't want to be this. This is not me. And that's what leads us to think I need to do everything I can to be who I really am. But then of course it just pushes this energy down. The yeah. energy in and of itself is not meaningful, dangerous in and of itself, but it's when it's pushed down and then it comes out in a certain way that it creates issues. Yes. And, I, and again, I'm very aware that the, that, you know, it's tied in with not being good enough. It's tied in with messages from both. So when, at one point I, I read um, Tony Robbins' books and I was uh, going through the visioning of the future and I would love to run a retreat for senior managers about the web and the world, the way it's changing, in a remote old building in the Pyrenees with good food and long walks. And I told my dad this. And dad said, oh, you'd have to be special to do something like that, son. <laughs> you know? And... So I've had that all my life and that whole thing about, like I said, trying to be good enough or getting it wrong or being shouted at when I got it wrong. And, yeah. and that in a way, is, and it's not an excuse, but that's what's being, that's what's triggered. That's the heart. That's the lashing out. That's the kind of, hang on, you've broken the contract. I was meant to have had some payback for trying hard to be good for I'm a complete shit, you know? Yeah. So I've made all this effort to be really, really good. And you're still going to let, you know, it's all my fault still. Ah, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's, there's no way I've ever seen to, that is like the way to be with this stuff that is so mm -hmm. old and hurtful and that we know better all we can know we know it's not personal you know that his dad probably said that to him like you you know all that yeah, yeah. yet yeah. you know there's just he's having a conversation with himself as we all are right so it's like none of this stuff ever is really about us it, yeah, it totally. can't be 
And this is just the giant <laughs> paradox. And there we can't use that to just explain it away. And it has to be felt as if it's real in a weird way, you know? So it is the strangest thing to have this bigger sense and then say, I need to grieve this. I know it's crap, but I still need to feel it and grieve it and be angry. That doesn't compute to a mind, but you know what I mean? It makes sense. It seems like it's the only thing. And that's the spiritual bypassing bit, isn't it, as well? Just because I know it's all a made-up story doesn't mean it doesn't hurt and doesn't mean I don't have to deal with it hurting. And and it's so easy just to, to sort of try to remain aloof which is probably what winds Penny. So Penny, Penny's sticking that, that bait hook right in the middle of my, of my forehead, and then she gets really, really annoyed, but I don't react. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. It's kind of cool, though, that even in this relatively short conversation, like, I can feel it. I don't know. I'm, I think you can feel it too. Just the difference in energy feeling, like just that difference when there's certain things that just get touched on, you know, that you can feel. And then you just, feel, even though we live in Me Too, we live up in this so much and it's so comfy and just looks like life up there. But then it's like, yeah. you just touch something else and not to use that let your mind use that against you. Like, oh yeah, see how much you're really missing life. See how foreign that felt. You know, that's yeah, all what a mind do. Yeah, but it's like, well, hey, it just, you know, under an hour, I went back and forth a bunch of times. That's always here. And it... It's, uh, and this this is where you're so so good because it, you get a sense that you're not saying, I've answered, I've searched all this. I know, I know the answer. I've, I've come past through something, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it, it's such an empowering thought that <laughs> how many times are we going to say this is it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> or it's all just yeah. the, whole, the, whole, the whole baggage. You know? Yeah. so weird how that's so foreign for us how the the judgment and the better worse like yeah. we so much of that falls away and then we and there's still so much there that we don't even recognize and so we talk yeah. like even just that i just got that too when you said that like oh no this is it there literally is no good or bad in this there's no and yet again I got, I, I got the feeling again you know, people fight wars because they never le- learn to deal with this. We we yeah. abuse people on the planet in all sorts of ways. We, we abuse the planet because we've not sat still and learned this. And that sort of goes back to that sense of this ma- You know, it, it feels important to. I'm not going to go. Trust me, I'm not going to go back around the whole last hour. <laughs> <laughs> but it does feel important to to to. to talk about this and face this and help other people to face this. And I think your honesty and openness and all of that, you know, just even by being willing to do this is like, that's what helps people so much really, because every yeah. single thing we've talked about, I completely relate to. And I know people that listen to this will too. And it is yeah. the stuff that sometimes is the hardest to say, not only because of, ego stuff but because this is like hard to articulate so that's one good thing that your studying has done for you it's given you a bit of a language and a framework to talk about these big things i think people sit around in this existential angst and don't really have the words to even express it you know so i don't know if that makes sense but but even 
Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, having having blogged for twenty years, I mean, I, I this is what people say. I mean, my blog posts are normally short, but they say that I'm able to concisely get across some complex ideas, and yeah. and and that sort of takes practice. And you're right, most people don't practice that, and they and they don't, so they're lost in their own heads without anything to hold on to. And 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 again, that's why I get so much from your podcast and your and your video is just that clarity of. And I've, I've emailed you a few times about just, oh, yeah, you just really, I'd read all these woo-woo books about stuff, but you just said it. Um, and I went, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I don't know, I hope this has been helpful for you and that, that 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 depth of something that's even closer, like that's the that's the next frontier. That was really, really useful. Yeah, that, that, that sense of, that welling up of whatever it was, yeah, is what I've been pushing down and feeling like I'm wrestling with all the time. Yeah, and it's not inherently anything. It's that's no. not, you know as much as we call it like I'm saying it's life and it's all you know like it's not inherently anything. It's not inherently painful. Our mind tells us it is to keep us away from it, but it's not. It's also not inherently bliss. Like don't put that expectation on it. Who the hell knows, yeah. right? We don't know what it is, but it, that's why it's like something yeah. to just keep exploring, I think. Yeah. Your opportunity to get the Little School of Big Change self-study course for only $49, a full $200 less than it's ever been, ends tomorrow, November 29th. If you've been waiting to check out the Little School of Big Change, there couldn't be a better time. You'll have lifetime access to the course so you can go through the self-paced course when it's convenient for you and as often as you want. You can also upgrade your self-study purchase to the next guided course that begins in February. Check your email for a link to purchase the digital course bundle that includes the Little School of Big Change self-study. If you need the link, please reach out to us at support at dramyjohnson.com. Make sure you do so quickly though, as this offer ends tomorrow, November 29th. The 2023 Change Coach Training Program is a six-month, highly supportive, small group training where you'll get to observe and debrief a ton of coaching before doing a ton of coaching yourself with support and feedback the whole way through. You'll leave the program feeling confident and ready to work with others and with the option of becoming a certified change coach. This program is unlike any other in terms of the personal feedback, guidance, and support you receive. The 2023 training is filling up, so check out all the details at dramyjohnson.com slash coach training.